Welcome to the Audit Room, the number one podcast where you can share your audit experiences, ask questions, and get expert coaching and feedback. Episodes are recorded live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Time. That's 11 a.m. Chicago Time, 12 noon New York, and 6 p.m. Berlin. So be sure to check the show notes to join our next meeting and get all your auditing questions answered. Now, here are our hosts, Trent Russell and Tracy Marquardt. This podcast is brought to you by Green Skies Analytics, the services firm that helps auditors leapfrog up the analytics maturity model. Their approach for launching audit analytics programs with a series of proven quick win analytics will guarantee the results worthy of the analytics hype. Whether your audit team needs a data strategy, methodology, governance, literacy, or anything else related to audit and analytics, visit greenskiesanalytics.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Quality Assurance Communication. If you're an internal auditor who wants to take your own or your team's communication skills and audit results to the next level, who wants to create more for yourself, your team, and your organization, no matter where you work around the globe, then check out Quality Assurance Communication at qacommunication.com. Hello, everyone. This is Trent Russell, and this is The Audit Room. You can join us live to ask your questions every Tuesday at 11 Central Standard Time by connecting with myself or Tracy on LinkedIn. I am your co-host and moderator, Trent Russell. I'm the founder of Green Skies Analytics, where we help launch internal audit analytics programs and internal audit data teams. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Tracy Marquardt. Hi there, everybody. It's Tracy, always known as Europe's leading audit communication consultant, going global, coming to you from Canada again today. And for all things audit communication, productivity related, getting next level results for your team, do get in touch. And you know, I'm so thrilled today because we have Larry Herzog Butler with us. And I've been, I've been nurturing this for about a year now. Larry and I've worked together a couple of times with his team. And uh, Larry is the head of audit for Delivery Hero. And hopefully you've had a chance to see Larry speaking on some of the IIA stages around the globe most often on audit report writing. So we're super honored, super pleased personally to have you here, Larry. Welcome to the audit room. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you, Trent. I'm happy to be here today. Well, we both share a passion for audit reports. And I know from personal experience that your audit reports are short and concise. They have some dashboarding going on. And I think they're, they're pretty slick and pretty, I would say, even if I could use the word, you know, dynamic or agile with them. So I was wondering if you could just, you know, give us an idea about your approach to audit reports, since our topic for today is audit reports serving the perfect meal. Not a problem. So I think I'll start at the beginning, you know, in preparing for this uh, podcast, I I went back in my mind about five years ago, and it was my first uh, audit committee report. Uh, and I really wanted to show the audit committee that they had ha- hired the right person, uh, that I was going, what I was going to do over the next 90 days and the next year and the resources I needed to do that. And I really wanted to show them how smart I was and that I had the, the requisite expertise. So as you can imagine, that, uh, that report to the audit committee uh, was for those who are familiar with points of focus uh, and the number of points of focus there are related to COSO. Yeah, my audit report was about 80 plus pages. Um, (laughs) 
and um, full, yeah. full, full, full coverage, let's say. Yeah, full disclosure. That's 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 where I started. Um, you know, now I just had an audit committee meeting uh, on Monday, and I was able to present the audit materials um, in ten minutes. So, um, you know, so there's been a lot of learning that's been taking place. Um, you know. Uh, from myself and my team uh, through our interaction with key stakeholders. And, you know, we it hasn't been easy because I think that, you know, we as internal auditors, we want to do exactly what I did five years ago. We want to impress. Uh, but I think that, you know, sometimes we miss the mark. And that's what I want to talk a little bit more about today is, is how we miss the mark and, and how we can better hit the mark, uh, if you will. So, you know, one of my general philosophies is relating audit reports to food, because uh, I think it's a, a really good analogy, uh, not just because uh, Delivery Hero is in the, in the food business, if you will, food delivery business, but, you know, many of us have our likes and our dislikes. You know, we have vegans and vegetarians and we have the meat eaters and we have the pescatarians. And uh, then we have people like me who are just picky and finicky about a lot of different things. And, you know, uh, our stakeholders, whether they be auditees or C-level uh, audit committee members, they're pretty finicky too. And they have their likes and their dislikes. Um, so, you know, how do we serve that proper meal uh, to our stakeholders? That's that's the big question. And it's not easy. Um, I know that every new uh, auditor that I ask to join the team, um, they want to show me and they want to show, you know, their colleagues and their peers and the key stakeholders, you know, look at what I've done and look how I've added value to the business. Um, however, what, what they, what they, fail to understand is that, you know, in a company of close to 50,000 people, there are a lot of voices that are reaching upwards towards uh, the C-level and the audit committee. And there's there's limited amount of time um, that, you know, every, all of us have in a day. If, if, if I remember my calculation, uh, it's 168 hours in a week, it if is. I'm not mistaken. It is um, indeed. And so for our, our C-level and our board members, it's no different. They only have 168 hours in a week uh, as well. And a lot of that goes towards sleeping. A lot of that goes towards time with family. And then there's work. And so with that little quarter, you know, third or fourth or, or, or maybe even half that goes towards uh, work, uh, they have to prioritize. And so it's very important that we as internal auditors hit the mark and deliver uh, on their expectations. Sticking with the, the food analogy, mm -hmm. what would you say are the meat and potatoes of an audit report? Oh, good question, Trent. So I think that, you know, when, when you say meat and potatoes, my mind goes to Tracy, who's on the call, and it's like root cause, root cause, root cause. Um, you know, one thing, when, when, we, when we make the recommendation, when we create a management action plan or our stakeholders create a management action plan, uh, and then they 
they stick out their chest and they check the box and say, hey, we fixed the problem. Well, you know, the, the stakeholders who are paying attention, they don't want to see that, that problem creep up again. Because, you know, if they're paying attention, they'll say, hey, Larry, didn't, didn't we have this problem last year or didn't we have this problem two years ago? Um, but I thought it was fixed, you know. So um, that's, that's where I really want to hit the mark. I want to make sure that whatever uh, needs to be fixed is fixed. Um, I also think that it, you know, talking about meat and potatoes, I think that the messaging has to be concise and it has to be uh, clear. Uh, so all of these, you know, I'm not trying to quote the standards, but I mean, it's just, it's just, it's almost common sense. It's like, uh, we need to get to the point and we need to hit the right notes. Uh, if we want to make a musical analogy, um, you know, I know that our C-level and our board members, they don't want a laundry list of, or an Excel sheet of, you know, 50 or hundred items that they need to uh, tackle. They want to know at a high level, what do you need us to focus on to make our business stronger and to protect our business? Can I jump in a little bit? You're talking about, you know, everybody is a picky eater. Everybody is a vegan or a pescatarian. Mm -hmm. How do you go out and get the information? From my perspective, when I'm teaching it, I talk about know your audience and I give mm -hmm. everybody guidance, but what do you do specifically to make it work at Delivery Hero? So, um, I start with the onboarding of, of all our, our staff and, and team members. And, you know, I tell them, you know, to be successful at Delivery Hero, number one, you have to be strong and flexible like bamboo. And number two, you have to build relationship. So uh, in building those relationships uh, and having conversations with stakeholders, that's how we're getting to know the business, number one, and getting to know our audience. Um, so I've had plenty of, of recurring uh, dialogues and discussions with all of the C-level, with all of the board members. Uh, so for those that, that are not having these conversations, you know, make that a to-do uh, for yourself, just so you can understand um, the world that your stakeholders are, are living in and also understand their direct expectations uh, for you and, and your function. Uh, so in, in knowing, I, I like to break down the audience into say three parts. And uh, the first part is our auditees. The second, our C-level. And then the third is our board. And I think each of those uh, audiences, if you will, require certain information. So if we start with the, um, if we start with the auditees, they need detailed recommendations. They need to know exactly what was wrong so that they can fix it, whether they're in operations or IT uh, or finance. They, they want to know, hey, you know, what did you find wrong, you know, uh, in our process? Uh, because we can, we, can, we can fix that uh, if we know exactly what was wrong. So <clears throat> they need more details. As we work our way up to the C-level, the C-level, uh, they, they want to know what are the, the top things that are impacting our business. And so we, we create themes for them. Uh, so uh, the top three 
themes could be, for example, uh, cybersecurity issues, ITGCs, uh, financial close uh, controls, just, just as an example. Um, they, they don't want so much of the details, um, unless, but we, we, the challenge that we have is we, we, they might want to, to dig down. They might want to drill yeah. down once they know. So, well, tell me more about that. And so we'll get to that as we get as we talk more about the reporting just a little bit later. But then the third audience is is the board, and uh, the board <clears throat> they want to know um, they want to know things on a very high level. Um, does internal audit have the resources that it needs to provide assurance? Um, what are the major problems that needed to be fixed? Were those problems fixed by management? Um, so they don't want those same details that we gave to the, to the auditee. Um, uh, in terms of the themes, there is a little bit of overlap between the C-level the and the board, but it's more about uh, the board doesn't have the task of fixing those things. They just, we escalate to the board if management has not done its job in fixing those things. And when I say management in this scenario, I mean upper management or C-level. I, I feel like, you know, Delivery Hero is a young company, very agile, probably a, a young average age of employee, I'm guessing, just based on the work we've done together. Yeah. Um, and, and I think agile all the time when I work with your team, because you all, you make decisions very, very quickly. You're like, we have an issue, let's talk about it, then we make a decision, and when, then we implement um, when I combine that kind of, I, I would call corporate culture, um, how does that impact your reporting? And also, you know, does the, the, the audit system behind you, behind your work impact your reporting as well? And how does that kind of all roll together? Very good questions. Um, so I, I think I'll start by, by saying, you know, the, the average age of our employees is in the, in the lower, to, lower to mid 30s. Uh, which makes me of a bit of a dinosaur, but it, the advantage of that is our energy, our passion, and our agility. Um, things change all the time. That, that's the middle name uh, of Delivery Hero. <clears throat> and so it, it's no different in internal audit, um, but if we talk specifically about reporting, uh, you know, I think Tracy, you, you've seen, you know, some of our reports. It's like none of our reports look the same. I mean, literally. Not year over from, year. They certainly evolve. From one audit to the next, we have improvements in our reports. Uh, and, and I welcome that, you know, part of our team wants to standardize the reports. It would make it a lot easier just to push the button and it's out. Um, and we're, we are working on that, but also I think that it, it speaks volume to the culture and the DNA uh, at, at Delivery Hero that we're able to accept change and, and pivot uh, at, a, at a moment's notice. Uh, so if we look at the team right now in terms of our reporting, um, we're looking at digitalization. And the reason that we're looking at digitalization, uh, and just to give you some background, uh, our, the last report that we issued was a PDF PowerPoint or Google slide uh, mm -hmm. that, that we put into PDF and we make that accessible on a drive um, but by sending out an email with a link to uh, the report. 
what I would like to see in terms of, of our digitization, and, and we hope to get this done in the next, say, three to four months before the end of the year, is enable the stakeholder to have access to the report uh, in real time, all the time. Um, so let me, let me give some details on that. So like many of you, we'll issue a report. There's some due dates in there and there's some people responsible. So when, let's just say, all right, today I think is the 16th. Let's say that there's a due date of the, the 31st of, of August. When we get to September 1st, I would like for that report to be accessible to stakeholders, but for the particular item that was due on the 31st and that has been closed, it should reclosed in the real-time up-to-date report. It shouldn't give that historical date of, well, this was due on the 31st. And, and that will enable us to really utilize our reports for all our meetings with our stakeholders. Um, because what happens sometimes is we'll issue the report and then we'll have our executive summary. We copy that executive summary into our, our audit committee report. And then the question is, well, the due date was, was two months ago on that. And they were like, oh yeah, that, that's been fixed. Uh, and so that, that, that's one of the things that uh, I think is valuable in having real-time uh, reports. Uh, but also enabling our stakeholders to have access to them at all times uh, is, is invaluable. So we do have a couple of data sources there that will be a, a bit challenging, but I'm confident that we can make that happen uh, with our IT partners in the next three to four months. You talked about- in-house? Sorry, go ahead and try. Well, I was just curious because you talked about the, the three levels of reporting. Um, board, C-suite, mm -hmm. um, I'll just say auditee. Um, and then you mentioned the specific example of, all right, somebody in the C-suite might have a specific question about that, but you don't want to inundate them with just everything. You don't want to give them the full thing. So I, I, I feel like that's a problem or an issue that folks have. We don't want to give too much, but we don't want to give too little. So how do you combine that? Like what, what, what can the listeners take away and go, okay, that's a great idea. Let's go implement something similar. Yeah, so through, throughout my journey uh, at Delivery Hero, we're a tech company. So we have a lot of tech teams. We don't have just one tech team. We have many tech teams, um, finance tech, legal tech, product tech, fintech tech. tech. Um, you know, we can go on and on. We have a, a separate BI team. Um, we have data governance teams uh, and the list goes on and on. So. I think, you know, in terms of, you know, that, that what I said earlier about being bamboo, being strong and flexible, I think that all of us as internal auditors, we kind of know what we want and we know what we want to give, but that's where we have to really understand the, the ecosystem that we operate in. And, and I'm going to give an example. So as I said, we're issuing uh, PDFs, which were converted from either PowerPoint or Google Slides. We want to go digital. Uh, we have an audit management system which can produce reports at the push of a button. Um, but still, you know, when we 
issue when we when we produce that report in the auto management system, it's not a system that people in our business are using every day. So that's where we thought about, okay, let's let's think deeply what our audiences use on a daily basis uh, to better fit internal audit into uh, the ecosystem. So there's two two systems that um, are very prevalent, I guess, in, 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 our, in our organization. One is JIRA, uh, which is used on a daily basis by our tech teams uh, to enable them to you know, work in their tribes and work in a, in a very agile manner. Um, and it, it, JIRA is a ticketing system. And so we're now using, we have an integration between our, or we're working on an integration between our audit management system and JIRA. Uh, but right now, the audit team is putting the five C's, recommendation, the management action plan, corrective action, all of that goes into JIRA. Mm. And whoever has access to that ticket can see what's there. If I look at this RC level, uh, the, they consume information at a very high level on our orders, our GMV, our revenue, our estimated revenue. Uh, across the globe uh, in the 75 countries in which we operate. Um, you know, it's kind of like the, the, the Prince song, I need a, another lover like I need a hole in my head. Hmm. It's, you know, I need to introduce another system within Delivery Hero like people need holes in their head. So that that's exactly, I'm, I'm reading in the comments, real-time dashboard. So that's where we're headed. We're, we're going to create real-time dashboard for each of those three audiences that I described within Tableau that's updated in real time. And so those dashboards will look different for the different audiences. But if we start with say the board, they will be able to drill down to see all of that information that is in JIRA if they so, if they so desire. Uh, that's the idea. I'm curious. Uh, I think, but I think that's hard because I think that there are systems that do that, but you know, with our 45,000 plus employees across the world, you know, we, we don't need to introduce, you know, say 5,000 people to a new system. Um, it's not necessary when there's systems that are already being used within our organization. I mean, I, I think that's brilliant because I think that's really what we need is, you know, we've been talking about audit reports for so long on LinkedIn, like it's been a heavy topic for five years. And I would say that, you know, in all of the, the thousands of reports that I've seen across dozens and dozens of companies, yours are the shortest that I've seen. Mm. Yeah, intentionally short and mm. accepted in that in that way, right? Whereas there's a just such a everybody talks about wanting shorter audit reports or you know death of the audit report, but nobody's willing to do a lot to make it happen. And you're the one that's making it happen. So I commend you on that for trying all these things and trying to find, you know, the solution, but being agile enough to try different solutions along the road. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the flexible part is, is kind of hard. It, it's hard for me. Um, you know, one example that I just recently, um, you know, it was a learning experience for me. I, and I was surprised how flexible I, I, I've become, but I like to look at risk categories. Uh, I like to, designate five risk categories. So strategic, uh, compliance, financial, operational, and IT. And so I was speaking with our, our uh, enterprise risk team 
And they said, well, we like to use four categories. We like to combine operational and IT. And I'm like, okay, uh, I can be flexible there. And so, you know, I think it's important that we speak about the same risk categories and, and having the risk in the, in the uh, same categories when we're talking to management so that we're not confusing them. So um, this is where we're meeting uh, our IT stakeholders and our C-level stakeholders halfway uh, to yeah. give them uh, the information uh, that they need. And, and with respect to some of our IT findings, I mean, now we're seeing them close at a faster rate than ever. Uh, so just like magic. I have a, a comment and then there's two questions in the chat. Um, sure. I think that would be good to close us out. Uh, the comment being, I've built an audit report in Tableau. And so it was fully, uh, you could dig down into the details, you could summarize, you could do everything, had all the issues in there, ranked them, like whatever they wanted is what we right. did. Basically took the PDF version, converted it, and then added even you know the ability to drill down. Mm -hmm. And it was fantastic. And everybody that didn't use it loved it everyone that or not everyone but certain folks on the audit committee said oh yeah that's cool uh can you still print that out and physically mail it to me every quarter and i was just like uh yeah so anyway all that to say the change management aspect of that mm -hmm. is something that i've seen uh well i personally struggled with getting across to where change management and we've talked about this before but not it audit change management but change management in terms of changing culture etc across an organization so for those that are listening and thinking about that, that's something to take into consideration is you and and Larry, I think this would probably be perfect for you guys also because you do use Agile. So it should be a we're going to build a little bit. Do you like this? Do you understand it? Demo it. Yeah, great. All right. Next piece, et cetera, as opposed to assuming you know what they want, build it, show it to them and then them go, I don't even know how to open this or I can't click on the link or, you know, there's just there's a lot of change that goes in with that. But uh, so just some a personal uh, story from where I've struggled to do the same. And then there's a question from how um, are our written audit reports as we currently know them something that will eventually go away entirely? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Um, yes, but will they? <laughs> yeah, well, I think, you know, going back to the food analogy and all of us liking different things, I think that, you know, there is no one size fits all when it comes to audit reports. You know, I, you know, I, I'm not going to call out any any specific industries, but, you know, there's some industries that are more, quote unquote, old school, if you will, and some that are, you know, pushing the edge um, when it comes to digitization uh, in technology. So, um, you know, I think our, our, our standards are, are right on point. You know, they don't talk about reporting, they talk about communication. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes the reports get in the way of us communicating about the, the issues that are impacting our organization uh, in a strategic manner. And, you know, I know from the board and, and the C-level, they, they want to have those conversations. They want to have those conversations about the two or three things that are impacting the organization. Uh, they don't want to have a conversation about the 50 audit findings um, that the audit team found in uh, the small corner of, of, of the globe. And I think this, this last one is going to address, um, it comes from Bud in the audience, and I'll kind of rephrase it, but his question is, how is a report different from communication? 
And I think what Bud is getting at is we don't have to issue a physical audit report. It can be through uh, verbal communication, uh, et cetera. There's various methods. Uh, a dashboard um, is a method that's not necessarily an audit report as we've traditionally right. seen it. No, I, I, Bud, you're, you're, you're spot on. Um, yes, communication um, does, it does not require a physical report. Uh, the international standards don't re require a physical report. It's just what we're used to uh, as auditors. Mm -hmm. And we've gotten our stakeholders used to that. And, and to your point, Trent, about that change management, uh, changing the culture, uh, it's, it's challenging. So um, it's not like we can do this in a day, uh, go from, you know, 30 page reports to, to no reports. Uh, but, you know, don't just try it out, just feel it out. I like what you said, yeah. too. You know, check in yeah. with your stakeholders and, and, and really just try to give them what they want uh, at the end of the day. Perfect. Tracy, I don't know if you have anything else uh, for Larry, but um, I will throw it to you. Um, I know we're out of time, Larry. Just a quick question from my side. I mean, you've got five designations behind you. You speak prolifically um, at conferences. You have, you know, articles written. You have um, participated in the councils and committees with the IAA. What, what drives you to add this kind of value to the industry? Oh, good question, Tracy. Thank you. Um, two things. Number one, I'm not sure that I'm good at anything else besides internal audit. Um, I'm a better internal auditor than I am a golfer, and, and no one would pay me to golf. So uh, maybe the live tour. Um, but, you know, the, the reason that I, I try to stay so active and so involved in, in our profession is because of everything that the profession has given me. Uh, and when I speak about the profession, it's not just, you know, the organization of the IAA or the Deutsche Institute for Internal Revision. It's, it's you know, people like you, uh, especially people like you, Tracy, uh, and Dominic and Mark Ulrich and Reiner mm -hmm. um, and, and all of my uh, peers and colleagues back at the Los Angeles chapter uh, where, you know, I started serving the IA, but I learned so much from uh, my peers in Los Angeles. Uh, they helped me to become confident in myself and in my uh, expertise and abilities. And so um, I, my drive is to help build uh, the next generation of auditors. That's, that's, that's my drive and my focus right now. Fantastic. All right. Uh, I'm good. Larry, you have any closing remarks? One way I like to ask this question is uh, like, what do you want to leave the audience with? Or if there's one thing that they should do as a result of listening to this, like one action item they could take to implement within their audit department, what would that be? Uh, something along those lines. Yeah. I think that the, the theme that I've been trying to impress throughout the podcast is uh, identify your audiences and find out what they want and then deliver them the perfect communication, meal, audit report, whatever you want to call it, deliver uh, on, on their expectations. Okay.